for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing broadcast. Today, I'm hanging out with Brent and Sebastian from the band Pure. They are a new band out of Austin. How's it going today, guys? Hey, how are you? Doing good. 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 How are you? Good. Uh, Sorry. I I mean, I guess technically you're from Pflugerville, not Austin, but you guys fall under that Chicago syndrome. If I say Pflugerville, (laughs) 90% of the people aren't going to know where that's at. No, probably not. Uh, It's, it's, you could just say we're from Austin because that's pretty much where we play. Okay. Uh, Gotcha. There's, there's one venue in Pflugerville, but I mean, it's always better to go with the major city, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, because growing up in Chicago, that's the issue I ran into. It's like, if I tell you where I'm really from, you're never going to know that. But if yeah. I just say Chicago, it's like, oh, I know where Oh, Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, first off, I want to thank you guys for coming on and sitting down and chatting with us for a little bit. Um, but, but before we jump into the new album you guys just released, uh, what's First of all, let's have your uh, inter, inter, officially introduce yourselves individually and then like what you kind of do for the band and what your background in music is. Cool. Seb, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, my name is Sebastian Stieber. I play drums in Pure. Uh, I've been playing drums for, I'll go, 32 years, give or take. Um, started in high school band, been in multiple bands all over the world, uh, Germany, Vegas, Florida, Colorado, and now Austin, Texas. And then Brent. Cool. Yeah. So uh, my name is Brent Moore. I'm uh, one of the guitar players in Pure. Uh, I've also been handling the engineering and tracking and mixing duties for for the band. Uh, you know, kind of the jack of all trades. I've played guitar for probably about 37, going on 38. Yeah, yeah, 37 years. I've been in various multiple bands uh, throughout that process, not just original bands, but cover bands, tribute bands, uh, studied music in college. I've pretty much had my hands in just about everything producing and, and being involved with as many things as I can musically. Um, that's the crux of it, open for many different national acts. Uh, I like to travel the world and see a lot of things and, and meet a lot of other international players. and. Yep. And uh, just keep it uh, keep it all things musical, man. Awesome. Now, are you both uh, originally from Texas, or did you guys move here? Are you Texas transplants? I guess is what they call it. Transplant. Uh, yeah, transplant. I've, I've been in Texas for about ten years. Uh, okay. Before that, I was in Colorado, and Florida, and Vegas, and Germany, Hawaii. So I've, yeah. I've lived all over. I was an army brat uh, for a long time. Gotcha. Uh, so. Yeah, living in the continental U.S., I didn't do that until I was 19 years old. Oh, wow. That's a that's actually really cool. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. And then, Brent, uh, where are you from? Originally? I'm, origi- I'm originally from Phoenix, Arizona. 
Okay. And uh, so I'm used to living in the hellish heat of yeah. the uh, Southwest U.S. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I lived out in New Mexico for four years and everybody's like, yeah. oh, how'd you get used to that? And I was like, yeah. it's actually after that first summer, it's easy. Like yeah. it takes a summer to get used to it. And then you're golden for the rest you're of your life. pretty good after that. Yeah, it yeah. does get tiring, I will admit, because, you know, after 38 plus years of living in Phoenix, you know, that summer certainly didn't get any easier. And but you know, I moved to Texas and the only real difference is, is the humidity that that's the killer for me is the humidity. Yep. Uh, I don't mind the sun, but when you, when you start jacking up that, the, the moisture in the air, I start getting kind of froggy. Yeah. And that's the one thing about living out in the desert is you don't have to worry about the moisture and all your guitar or the wood on your guitars getting warped and all that weird no. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, that's true. I, you know, I've never had more, I would say tuning issues or problems with, you know, temperamental instruments until yeah. coming here and, you know, you play an indoor show, it's usually okay. Cause you might have some air conditioning, but man, those outdoor shows, they can just wreak havoc. And, and, you know, as a, as a player, you want to be in tune so you can perform well. And whenever that thing just goes out, you're just like, ah, oh, come on, <laughs> you know, you fight it a little bit. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so you guys uh, are in a band by the name of Pure, and you guys, it's a, essentially you started it during the pandemic, or did you start working, coming together before the pandemic? Like, where are we kind of at on the timeline of? We officially formed right about a month before the pandemic gotcha. hit. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Brent and Rob and I were in another project that fell apart, and then we just kind of regrouped and, and formed this one. Uh, we brought in Dave Kulikowski on bass, and you know, formed the, the, the core musical part of it. And then um, we found Caitlin in July of 2020, uh, actually through auditioning during the pandemic. Um, and, you know, she, we sent her the three demo songs we had written and she wrote lyrics and came up with her own melodies and recorded a demo version and sent it to us before even meeting us. On her phone. She wow. did it through her phone. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. And, and that was the, the, the key of the whole process was right when we put out the feelers for singers, vocalists, front people, whatever you want to call them, uh, you know, of course, the pandemic hit and everything started locking down and we had rehearsal spaces and whatnot, but we weren't quite sure what to do. Should we jam? Should we kind of stay out of the room? Uh, and she was one of the first people with her feet in the door and did exactly what Sebastian said. She just wrote all that stuff to it and sent it over, over the phone. Like she did. It's like singing, had the music in the background playing while she sang against her phone. And we were all so impressed, we, you know, outside of her skill, it was just that, that initially yeah. blew my mind. Like I've never had anybody do that. Yeah. And, and, and it showed me right away, like, okay, she wants this. Like she did this. She wants this. Yeah. Cause most of the excuses we got from everybody else was, Oh, I don't have a way to get into the studio. I don't know anybody who can record. I don't have a way to do this, blah, blah, blah. Can't we just get in the room and jam? And, and we were like, well, no, cause we don't know if it's safe and we don't, yeah. we don't know anything at the moment. So, yeah. you know, and, and it just was back and forth, back and forth. And I said, I finally started telling these guys, I'm like, listen, you guys are getting your asses handed to you by this, this girl, this, this, this female singer who showing us that she wants this. Yeah. You guys need to step it up if you want this. And nobody could like literally nobody could, everybody just kind of fell away. Yeah. And uh, it came down to, we were, man, we were right, right. Ready to make the decision to say, okay, Caitlin, you're it. 
when uh, Dave, our bass player, he just like, I got one more person to try out. And I was like, God, come on, Dave, really? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's a buddy of mine. We're going to bring him in. Okay, we brought him in. The guy kills it. He kills it. Comes in, great vibe, good dude. You know, you could tell in the room everything was cool. And then, you know, he does his thing and he leaves. And I just look at Dave. And I was like, you're a bastard because you just made this so much harder, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, we, it, we just had to sit there and go, okay, it's clearly not about skill. She can sing. He can sing. It's not about chemistry. We all got along. We had to start thinking about, you know, the little tiny intangibles. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it was, a, I wouldn't say a verbal slug fest in the room, but it was kind of like that, like, yeah. you know, nitpicking every little thing until yeah. it was finally just, okay. Yeah. It's her, it's her, yeah. it's her all the way. And yeah. I, it's probably been the best decision because she's, she's yeah. amazing. She puts up with all our bullshit, you know, as four guys and, you know, you get four guys in the room and we can say some pretty ridiculous things. Yeah. Nothing, nothing too lewd. We you know, gotta be respectful, but we can say some ridiculous stuff and, and bless her heart, man. She's a surgical tech. So if she's seen blood and guts and, you know, she's seen it all, heard it all. Yeah. So it's like, okay. You know, and half the time I find out she's not really paying attention to the, the bullshit we're saying to each other in the bedroom. <laughs> I'll look over at her and she's just like, what did something happen? It's like, yeah. okay. And actually don't underestimate having somebody in the medical profession in your band. No way. Not, yeah. Out on the road. You never know what could <laughs> happen. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, uh, but you guys just released your, I, I wasn't going to call your debut album, but it is your debut is album. Really. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to butcher the name of the album. Somebody want to introduce it so I don't butcher the name of the album? It's it's Vita Brevis. Okay, I would have been right, but you know, yeah, I, I don't want just to just as it looks. Yeah. Okay. All right. So for Vita Brevis, um, what you said you were working on it pretty much from the moment the band formed, or probably even before. Uh, what was the original idea for the album as you were starting? Did you know? When you started writing, did you know you were going for an album or were you just writing to write? And then it kind of turned into that. Yeah, the latter. It kind of was, hey, look, we're a new band. You know, when new bands form, they kind of look at it. OK, we're going to be, you know, what's our goal here? What's our direction? A lot of it was, you know, we're going to have gigs. And so because you're playing gigs, the main purpose was, OK, what are we looking at? We need at least at a minimum 60 minutes worth of material if we can get it so that we can get gigs that are normally, you know, a 45 minute set or whatnot. Yeah. So the original premise was we just need to have songs together so we can play shows. You know, when the, when the pandemic starts to ease and numbers go down and the bars open back up, we wanted to play, you know, so it was really more of a focus on how do we pull a set together? I don't think there was a, like a concept of, Oh, it's gotta be this, or it's gotta be that it's been more of a, a conscious kind of effort of what songs do we have? Like, what do we like? You know, cause every band will have stuff that they cut away. They don't like or whatever. Uh, and, and then of course we, you know, we always toss around the, the idea of covers and whatnot. So there is a, a Sabbath cover on the album, mm -hmm. uh, which Caitlin just kills by the way. And uh, so it really started as that. And since we all kind of, live in various parts of town, I mean, we're not that far away from each other, but we just found that it was a lot easier to have everybody with their own recording gear at their house. Um, 
I probably have the most advanced setup. So I'm kind of like, uh, you know, engineering central, yeah. but you know, Dave got something to record on Sebastian uses something to record on. Rob has something as well. Caitlin has some stuff too. So it's more of a, Hey, if we're collaborating, we've got ideas. Really the idea behind it was let's get, you know, if I've got guitar riffs or Dave's got a bass idea or Rob's got an idea, just record it into your box, throw it up in our Dropbox. You know, Dropbox is the big thing for a mm -hmm. lot of bands. Just throw it in the Dropbox. And yeah. then let's pick around the ideas and, you know, let's start doing some arrangements. Hey, that's a cool verse. Maybe that's a chorus. Uh, and some of us did have some leftover ideas from previous bands, or uh, maybe there was some unreleased stuff that never really went anywhere that some of us picked back up and we liked. Mm -hmm. You know, for instance, uh, Seasons of Love and Pain, came out of a song idea I had with a band that never got off the ground, but I always knew that could be something. So, you know, we rearranged that and did some other things and, you know, uh, burn was actually an idea that Rob had pretty much right when we started. Uh, and he brought it in and there was very little change in that arrangement overall. I think the contribution to it was the middle section, right? So the little bridge going into the solo, but other than that, that one was pretty much all Rob's concept right from mm -hmm. beginning to end. And he yeah. even had lyrics for it at the start. Uh, and it was called Burn. Like mm -hmm. out of all of our songs, that one was already called Burn before yeah. Caitlin came in. But Caitlin wrote her own set of lyrics and still called it Burn. Yeah. So, you know, Rob's got this free set of lyrics we haven't, haven't put to use. But, uh, you know, they were all kind of like that. Really just little snippets here and there. And some of us had full songs and that already were kind of there. And there, I think, uh, um, caught the caught in the undertow was kind of a conceptualized jam that I brought in where I just, I hit, you know, that opening riff was just kind of fucking around at practice or at the rehearsal and Sebastian just kind of gave me the look of, Hey, what's that? That's kind of cool. Yeah. And then we started working on that kind of a thing. And I just started riffing with some different parts and that's how some of those other, you know, I would say caught worked like that uh forsaken kind of came around like that dave had this really cool bass riff that i recorded into my phone real quick and then took that home and worked on it um so a lot of songs were either already preformed, so to speak and then i would say the other half were all kind of us together picking apart ideas and doing stuff and you know i, I think our next effort is going to work very much the same way where if somebody's got a hot riff in the in the band room and we all pick up on it we'll work on it Mm -hmm. um if it's hey brent or seb or whoever i've got this idea I just threw it in the dropbox can you take a look at it we got that too yeah you know uh yeah. so we try to work on things as we can and that was kind of how the album went together and i would say i was the one that pushed for the cover on the on the album because i felt you know eight songs just didn't feel enough to me mm -hmm. i kind of felt like if we had another one ready or get a cover together. Let's get that on the album. Cause I think that would be beneficial for, for our progress. You know, I don't think anyone said we had to have it. I think it was more of a, I think this will help us. Let's do it kind of a mm -hmm. thing. It'll be a song that people know. And yeah, if, if anything, cause when we were doing our, like our live recordings under live and amplified, one of our big things was we always wanted the band to at least try and do one cover, even if they're not a, they don't do covers normally and do, sure. try and do one cover because it helps the SEO. Like in this day of internet, you have to think like that. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, they already know bark at the moon or right. whatever, you or know, whatever it is, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And so if they're searching for that song, 
and you happen to pop in, cool. That's more people that are looking at your music. And then once they listen to your version of it, oh, wait, they've got originals. What is this? Yeah, what is that? Exactly. I I think you could trace that back to pretty much all the bands that we all grew up on is, sure, they had all their own original songs, but they had at least one cover in there somewhere, Mm -hmm. you know, that got picked up and and ran with. Metallica's had at least three albums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then one of the songs that really spoke to me off the album was What's in a Name? Uh, what, what's yeah. kind of the story behind that song? I'm the wrong guy to ask about Caitlin's lyrical intent. Okay. I, I, I yell the backup vocals. That's about as far as I know what, what the song is. So, about. Who, who do you remember? Dave kind of came up with most of the riffs from that. He, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, that one kind of came out of a, a, a as, as Brent was talking about earlier, it was one of those jams in the room. And, you know, Dave or Rob, I don't remember which one, I think it was Dave, came up with the main riff. Yeah. And we all just kind of looked at him like, yes, that's good. Let's work on that. And then we just yeah. kind of noodled around with it for a little bit. And then probably within a day or two, we had a, a full song put together. And yeah. then, sent it home with Caitlin and she came up with, with these lyrics. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I mean, I can't speak for her, but I think it's something just like, you know, like the song says, what's in a name, you know, you you call yourself a name, you give yourself his title, but what does that mean? Gotcha. Awesome. No, it's, I I love it when songs just kind of come together like that. And it's over the course of a couple of days. Cause like, I'm not a musician, but I, my co-host on the show here, he's a musician and I go to his band's practices all the time. And I just sit there and watch them. Like somebody will come in with a bass line or he'll come in with a drum solo, whatever. And then I just kind of watch them like, Oh, well, what if you do this? Or what if we do this? What if we bring in that, you know, all mm-hmm. like just watching that magic happen. And I've watched songs die after three weeks because, Oh, it's just not there or yeah. songs. It's like in two days, it becomes like a whole thing that they're incorporating into their next set in two weeks. And it's like, this song didn't exist two days ago. What, how does this happen? (laughs) You know? Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. And um, the process is is like that both ways. I mean, there'll be times that, that, you know, Brent will come in or Rob or Dave will come in with a riff and their heart is set on it. And they're like, Oh, this is really cool. And then after like a couple of days of us working on it, we all just kind of look at each other like this, this ain't working. Yeah. And we just have to, to deal with it and move on. Yeah. And we're all mature enough that, uh, you know, we can recognize when something's not working and nobody, you know, if, if we're trying to do an idea and say, Dave or Rob said to me, yeah, dude, this isn't working, mm-hmm. you know, and we can't find a solution to make it better. You know, I'm, I, I just go, cool, let's, let's drop it and move something else. And yeah. the same thing goes for those guys, uh, which is nice. It's refreshing. Cause it's, it's more of a mentality of, what's in the best interest here for the project versus, Oh, well, I've got this riff and you guys are just going to play it. And that's how it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of bands fall victim to that whole um, lack of open collaboration. You know, I think some bands where it's, you've got one main leader and he's like, this is how it all works. And it's that dictatorial kind of thing. Yeah. You know, some bands can work fine like that. Some guys just want to be in the band and show up and play whatever, but we really do have a pretty strong democracy when it comes to the musical intent. Um, I, I, people would, people look at me 
I think outside of the band is like the leader. Cause I'm probably the most vocal out of most people when it comes to talking about the band and the music and what we do behind the music. Uh, I don't know if I'd consider myself that, but uh, I think it's a matter of, you know, if everybody says yes, or everybody's a, a, a boss in the room, then nothing is really yeah. getting done. So yeah. I think there is a lot of give and take and push and pull and, you have to be willing. And I think we all are willing to say when we think something is just not happening no, or not no, working no. and not being married to an idea. Um, and I think even in this album, I don't think there was ever a point in time where somebody had to fight for an idea. Mm -hmm. I think there was more of a trust in the process of, Hey, I'm giving this other person my ideas and they're going to piece it together and help arrange the stuff and put it together. And it's going to work, you know? Um, and that's always good to see. Cause you know, I think that, that that's when you get the best music is when you can all collaborate on it and make it come together. And then that way, at least everybody feels like they have ownership in a yep. sense, you know, that they're part mm -hmm. of it, that it came from them. They still had a stab at it. They're still in it. You know, I don't think there was any song except for uh, Bring Out Your Dead, that was pretty much completely done, done, meaning that mm -hmm. all the parts were already there and it was yeah. a matter of just getting the band to come together on it. Because that song was something I had from a previous band years ago uh, in Austin called Crash Kill Six that never saw the light of day. It never went anywhere. It was actually two different songs that I stole the parts from because I, I, I liked those parts and then just pieced it all together and threw it up on the Dropbox. And said, hey, Sebastian, why don't you take a look at this? And then Sebastian ran with it. And then we just finalized the final pieces in the jam room. Mm -hmm. So that was probably the only one out of the whole album where it was pretty much written the whole way through uh, for the most part. And yeah. Everything else was a, a, was a straight up collaboration in some way yeah. or another. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that's we are running out of time here. Um, before we leave, uh, where's the best place for people to check out your music, the new album, any shows you got going on, or if they want to just follow you on social medias, where's the best place for them to do that? Seb, hit it. So our main site is pureband.net. Uh, you can purchase the album from officialpureband.bandcamp.com. Uh, we are also on Spotify, on Apple Music, on Amazon. Uh, our show listings are on the pureband.net website, uh, but I can tell you our next months of shows. Uh, we have the 21st of August at Hanover's Draft House in Pflugerville, uh, 27th of August at Come and Take It Live in Austin, Texas with the Skunk Fest, which is a two-day festival with loads of bands. Um, you can get tickets from us. And uh, a ticket from us is a two-day pass. Please come to this show. This is an amazing show with tons of bands that, that, that you're really going to hate yourself if you miss this show. Fourth uh, of September, we're at Hanover's Draft House again, uh, and the eleventh of September, we're at Ragnar's on the Camp Compound in San Marcos. Uh, that one we're doing with um, War Pigs and Defenders of the Faith, which is an Aussie tribute band and a Judas Priest tribute band. So if, if you like the uh, the quote classic metal sound that is that is going to be a hell of a show for you and dave and i are in all three of those bands so that's yeah. going to be that's going to be, be a very awesome. long night for brent <laughs> <laughs> and and for dave and dave. We'll, we'll power through we'll be all right 
Guys, yep, you have to. You really, really you have, have to. to. Well, I keep. Yeah. I'll, I'll be fine as long as that energy's there and the crowd's there and they're vibing on it. I'm in. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well. Thank you guys so much for jumping in and chatting with me a little bit. Uh, I'm going to definitely try and make it down to Pflugerville or Austin and catch one of your shows. I'm really excited. I saw a skunk fest and I was just looking at some of these names and some of them I've heard of. Some of them I haven't. The only thing is it's on a Thursday and Friday, which I work, but we'll figure that out as time goes on. But I want to thank you guys so much for jumping on here. Thank you everybody for giving us a listen and we will see you here in a bit. Thanks, Sounds Tom. good. Appreciate it, Tom. Thank you.